We discovered that there were secrets that your body was trying to tell you that could really help you optimize performance, but no one could monitor those things. And that's when we set out to build the technology that we thought could really change the world. Welcome to the Whoop Podcast. I'm your host, Will Ahmed, founder and CEO of Whoop, where we are on a mission to unlock human performance. At Whoop, we measure the body 24-7 and provide analytics to our members to help improve performance. This includes strain, recovery, and sleep. Our clients range from the best professional athletes in the world to Navy SEALs to fitness enthusiasts to Fortune 500 CEOs and executives. The common thread among Whoop members is a passion to improve. What does it take to optimize performance for athletes, for humans, really anyone? We're launching a podcast to dig deeper. We'll interview experts and industry leaders across sports, data, technology, physiology, athletic achievement, you name it. My hope is that you'll leave these conversations with some new ideas and a greater passion for performance. With that in mind, I welcome you to the WHOOP podcast. recovery is a huge part of the of our game anyway we perform so much at such a high level all the time if you're overworked if you're overtrained then your performance suffers and then that's indicative of where you sit on the card and where you're at in the company so we I mean, try to find all these different ways to recover but having the data of the whoop is nice because it will, it will give you a nice guide to follow Hello, folks. Today's podcast is a unique one. We've got the universal champion of the WWE, Seth Rollins. We've got his buddy, fellow WWE wrestler Cesaro, and their coach, Josh Gallegos. We sat down together in Brooklyn last week as they prepared for WrestleMania 35. So this was a few days before WrestleMania. And lo and behold, Seth is now the universal champion. It turns out these guys are big Whoop users. It's grown organically within the WWE, which has been fascinating for me to see. And we talk about how they use their data every day. About 15 of them are on a Whoop team together, uh, so they're constantly competing around their data. We talk a little bit about what it takes to be successful in the entertainment industry and what it takes to be successful as a competitive athlete. And there's some great behind-the-scenes stuff here, too what pro wrestling's really like, the absurd travel schedule, how the storytelling can adapt and change from match to match, and why being in the ring is similar to dancing the tango. Even if you're not a fan of wrestling, I think you're still going to learn a lot from these amazing guys. Here are Seth, Cesaro, and Josh. Guys, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having us, man. Excited. We got a full crew here of people gearing up for the WWE WrestleMania. I just did a a bit of research on WrestleMania. It's unbelievable the popularity of this upcoming event. The fifth most popular sporting event ahead of the Olympics and Major League Baseball's finals. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take that. uh, So, congratulations on what you guys have done. I want to first start with Josh. You serve as the, the trainer to, to Seth. Uh, how do you keep track of this guy? <laughs> Constant text Good messages. Lot of angry yeah. text messages. <laughs> a lot of angry text messages. No, but we talk on a, on a daily basis about just kind of how he trains throughout the day or how he's feeling. Um, I send them, obviously, his weekly programming and 
shortly after that I get the angry text messages be like oh this workout looks awful or oh this one looks terrible but nonetheless they still do them all <laughs> and then I still get the angry text messages afterwards they're like oh my god that was a terrible workout I was right um, but that's how more or less I keep track of Seth's uh, you know workouts throughout the week and how often are you guys actually together like you are right now oh rarely right once a month maybe yeah, yeah once a month once every other month depending on the events usually I try to keep my schedule open on the bigger events like Wrestlemania Royal Rumble Survivor Series SummerSlam all the big events I used to I like to try to go to or if there's an event closer to where I live where it's easy for me to get in and out and you're like on the road all the time right I mean it's a crazy travel schedule yeah as WWE superstars we're on the road all year there's no off season you know we travel eh, 250 days a year probably roughly that's insane um, you know wrestle close to uh, depending on where you're at, 100. I mean, I probably wrestled close to 170 matches last year, right? So. Yeah, if you're doing it every every week uh, in a full schedule and stuff like that. So, and you know, we're we're jumping time zones and continents and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's that's the gig, you know. What does like a week look like for you? To describe uh, a week of, of I mean, being a, a pro wrestler. A, a typical week for for me or for us is we would fly into a town from home uh, on a Friday, or for Cesaro, it would be on a Saturday. Uh, so you take off from wherever you're from, or usually a very early morning flight uh, for AM wake up call, and then you fly into a town, get, grab a rental car, you'll do a workout probably that day, usually to, you know, get some of the rust off or rest if you need to, uh, and then you have a show that night. You're looking at another three to four hour drive after that to the next town, get some it's rest. Wild, the yeah, yeah, too. get get a, get a, and we drive ourselves. We have our own rental cars and stuff like that. Um, have another show on the on the next day, and then another four hour drive. Throw in a couple of workouts through this process. Um, we have another you know four three four hour drive, and then another non televised event, and then another three or four hour drive, and then finally uh, on a Monday or a Tuesday, depending on what day is your last day of uh, what we call our loops, um, we'll do our television, which is a ten hour long day of. Um, you know, live TV and taping a bunch of backstage segments and stuff like that. Uh, and then you will fly home, usually another early morning flight, either on a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday <laughs> for him. And then you will be home for roughly two and a half days. Half days yeah. Yeah. Um, the first one, you're usually trying to catch your bearings. And then the second one, you're okay. And then you're getting ready to leave. So, and we do that every week. And that's if we don't have media somewhere else during the week, if you're not going to New York to. You know, like Cesaro was in New York last week uh, doing a. Yeah, we had like an appearance for um, the National Champions Cup, which is fo- uh, soccer, football, 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 <laughs> football, football, the real soccer. football. The real football, uh, you know, just promoting <clears throat> that and then uh, flew home Thursday night and left again Friday morning. Yeah, and then if you're here, we're here in, you know, Brooklyn uh, all week promoting WrestleMania. Um, and we've, you know, if we have international tours, which we do coming up here in May, we got two weeks in Europe. So, and then you just go, go, go every single day. So it really just depends on the week. But the normal one is a four-day on, three-day off kind of split. I'm, I'm very excited for Europe to see uh, to see how the, the gang does in that oh, half part of time. How, how the Woop handles it. I'm very excited how the Woop handles Europe or so, how I handle Europe. I mean, one of the things that's coolest for me is getting to meet people on Whoop, and I discovered that that you know WWE had really adopted Whoop uh, internally, a bit of a grassroots movement. Josh, I think you started this, right? Um, what what got you interested in the product and 
how'd you get these guys onto it? We had a trainer at the gym that I work at. Uh, she had one, and I was like, oh, what is that? And she was like, oh, this is a, you know, a band that tracks our recovery and, and how I you know approach my training regimen. And I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. So I, I brought it to these guys' attention, and they're like, oh, yeah, let, let's try it out. And as soon as we put it on, it became a, uh, an internal game of like, <laughs> oh, who can recover faster? Who has the most right. sleep? Right. And uh, it just kind of grew like wildfire the next thing I know I have you know when I'm when I'm fortunate enough to travel with these guys you know guys come up to me backstage you're like oh uh, that whoop that you guys are all wearing like what is that and so we all we all kind of tell them what's going on and so now they want to be a part of the what we call the whoop gang because they see how how it, how important it is for these guys to to, to to track their recovery as well as their training because sometimes you know I'll look at them like man I feel great and then I'll look at the, the app and I'm like oh man I did not get any sleep and I, <laughs> I am I am clearly not recovered so maybe I shouldn't train today maybe I should take a rest day where before I'd be like I think I feel okay so I'm just gonna go into the gym and then get upset and why my workouts weren't as great as they were so and so let's talk a little bit about the training piece of this like you guys do workouts that are pretty similar to CrossFit workouts right or you you define them as CrossFit yeah I just do CrossFit yeah and, and that's just, similar for you yeah, sir yeah and what drew you into the CrossFit community? Uh, well, Josh, actually. Uh, I mean, I, I jumped in um, early. I've been doing CrossFit for about nine years. And for me, just like the paradigm was better. Like the, the, the training style was better. Uh, you know, I obviously got hooked because of the wads. Like that was the first thing. Just not ha- never, never having done cardio in that way. Uh, it was yeah. awesome. And then you join a gym and the class atmosphere is cool. You get to compete, which... You know, that's that's a fun part of it. And then, um, you know, I was kind of just getting workouts here and there for a while or like, you know, a coach at my gym or, you know, I would follow that programming when I was on the road. But then Josh uh, hit me up on Twitter using Lindsay Valenzuela, famous CrossFitter's profile to lure me in to Dogtown CrossFit where he was working at the time. And uh, I went in and met him and you know, he was a big wrestling fan and we hit it off and he asked if he could program for me. And I was like, yeah, sure. So then here we are like, what is it? Three, four years later now. Five, five years later. Five years later. Wow. Time flies. I'm old, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and so we've been. You know, uh, we adjust my programming to see you know how I feel and uh, my capacity as it's increased or decreased over the years, depending on how I'm feeling from week to week. And then uh, Cesaro here is my 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 training buddy. My we yep. ride together. So you guys grinded out together. Well, we used to. Yeah. We're on separate brands now, so we don't get to travel as much. But um, for a while there, we rode together every day yep. for like four or five years four straight. Five years, yeah. And so we're on the same like wavelength as far as like what, how we operate, which is very important when you're on the road, when you are with someone. I mean, I'm with him more than I'm with my family. You know? Right, right. And so you have to get along with him. You guys have to have the same mindset when it comes to training and eating and traveling and like you know, if you don't have those things, you, you just end up riding by yourself. So, um, you know, we had the same thing going on and I would always try to like, come on, come on, do the workout with me, do the, oh, I'll do this one, but I'm not good at that one. I'll do this one, but I'm not good at that one. I can't do that. Ah, oh, this is stupid. I hate this. Yeah. Don't let him fool you. He says he's not good at anything, but he's always beat, he always <laughs> uh, beats us. And know. then he's like, Oh, I had a good day today. Or, oh, weightlifter. I'm a weightlifter. Yeah. You know, <laughs> who knew? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, so, oh, he worked us. He, he uh, tricked us again. So eventually we suckered him into doing, and he still does a lot of his own stuff. But he'll he'll hop on the uh, the Joshi programming bandwagon from time to time. So will you guys now compare your strain levels on Whoop? No, all oh, every day, oh, every day. I think it's a competition <laughs> on every possible like aspect that the Whoop tracks from 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 strain to HRV to resting heart rate. heart rate to sleep to sleep performance <laughs> to the number of hours of sleep. Yeah. 
like everything, yeah, <laughs> like, like, like everything you can measure. And like even before we uh, we now are lucky enough to be connected like through the Whoop app that you can just look at. Yeah, everything. you guys are on a team. We, yeah, yeah uh, we used to be in a text group where everybody had one, <laughs> and it would just be like every, every morning you would wake up, there'd be like seven screenshots. We're like, oh, this person won, and like, oh, it's just like it was yeah. So describe who's on the team together, the Whoop team. Oh, what do we have now? Um, Ten people or yeah, so? we have uh, Cesaro and, and Seth. We have Becky. Uh, Lynch, who is a wrestler. We have Bailey, who's a wrestler. Uh, Seamus, he's a wrestler. And then we have some people from my gym as well. But the the WWE group were the originators of the Whoop Gang. And so, like like yeah, uh, Cesaro said, at 5 a.m., I'm usually at the gym and I'll send mine first and then he'll send his. <laughs> and then we'll it's wait a, a couple hours and then, and, then, and then all of us, then the next few texts are just us yelling at whoever's in first place. Like, how did you get, yeah. you know, 98 recovery? I'm at 36. Yeah. You slept for two hours less than me. This is bullcrap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we get real angry. But it, in a competitive way, obviously. So, uh, Seth, what's something you've discovered about yourself from using Whoop? Oh, my HRV is through the roof, baby. I got that high HRV. I can tell you what I've discovered is that his resting heart rate is, is the lowest I've ever seen. Are you in the being. 30s? 37, yeah. Wow. It was the other day, 38. I think my average is around like 38 or 39. That's like uh, Olympic swimmer level. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, I knew that. But that, uh, that my HRV is very high. Um, I don't, I mean, I knew I didn't sleep enough, but like figuring out how little I slept like has made me like now I'm like okay no 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 I have to get to sleep so, so now like, you'll get more sleep yeah like I'll literally I'm like yeah I, I need it let's go to sleep so my whoop doesn't hate me you know <laughs> I think that's a big part because like when you get you know when you get to the hotel after a long drive it's like okay I need to wind down let me watch and then you just start watching a TV show or something on YouTube and all of a sudden it's an hour later and you're like oh, I'm still kind of awake but like with the whoop it's like I, I, I need my sleep so it's just like stretch for a bit period like just like okay how can I get to bed as quick as possible because I need my sleep so well this is the thing that is always funny when I'm talking to someone who's completely out of the pro sports world or like a professional atmosphere and I describe whoop to them they always say like well don't pro athletes already know they need sleep and it's it's like yes that's true but when super competitive people have data that they can look at that says they're not doing something as well as they could I mean there's a mindset shift that just happens and like clearly you guys are describing it yeah and also it's like I know I know I can function six hours of sleep like I just know like yeah I can that's no like that's just oh, yeah. I can do that's that that's not ideal that, yeah that, that's not a problem but you're not gonna be but like, optimal yeah but like I, I just know okay yeah six hours so like if, if I get into a hotel and you know like I, I wanna watch like I'm catching up on Game of Thrones or something and I'm like <laughs> you know what I mean then it's like oh I can sleep you know seven and a half or six I'll be fine with six and then you, you watch you but, like, but like now you know like well, my whoop says I should really sleep seven and a half hours. I'm just gonna go to sleep now. You know, so it's like, man. So, or even the HRV too. It's like before I probably like, oh, I know I run hot. I know I'm like a hothead, but now I'm like, okay, well, maybe I should download like a, a meditation app, or maybe I should do more yoga classes. Maybe I got to get this HRV up through the roof because right now it says that it's at 32, and I don't want to be at 32. So when you see somebody that has like 178, I know, right? So let's talk about that for a second. What are some things that you guys have found um, boost or decrease your HRV? Just like things that you might be taking in your life. It could be diet. It could be tricks that you do before bed. I'm convinced the CBD. I'm convinced the CBD yeah. helps my HRV. And how do you take it? Uh, so I take it orally. I find that the powder is the best. I okay. have like a, I have like a one gram isolate that I take. So I just put it under my tongue and let it dissolve. And then once it dissolves, I let it sit for a minute and swallow it. If I take that like half hour before bed or so, I find that my HRV is more consistent, uh, consistently higher. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. 
So I don't know if that's just something that puts me into a deeper sleep or not, but I... And maybe it's a placebo. I don't know either. But I, I have the <laughs> Placebos data. do work too. I ha- yeah, exactly. But I have the data. So. You're not the first <laughs> athlete I've talked to who's, who's pretty into CBD. Yeah, so I, I, I tried other ways. Like I've tried balms on my joints and muscle, muscles and stuff like that. But it doesn't seem to like have the same effect as far as re- reducing inflammation to remove pain or right. uh, soreness. I find that the, the best thing for the cbd is that i feel much more rested when i wake up yeah. and now i've got a little data to back it up with the whoop so i feel like uh, you know feels like it's working yes it feels like it's something that's that's effective how about you cesar uh i'm still trying to figure it out because my <laughs> hrv is really low crap um but like it's consistently low so it's not like yeah know. keep in mind so, like mean, that was the fun part was like first time you know when we had it was like why is this like quadruple mine? You know, and then it's just like that's just. But you realize how, how some of it works. is genetic too. Yeah. Like we get questions every day from whoop users, like so, why, why does someone have a higher HRV? So like, I just found like I'm still trying to find the optimum HRV or like how to improve it. I found not eating as close to bedtime helps. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, but again, like I don't have any uh, long term data to back what? that up. So that's just what I'm going by now hopefully for you what is not close to bedtime so because like when, when I used to drive uh, you know like I bring my own meals on the road so I would drive get to the hotel throw in food eat and stretch, then immediately and go, go to, to bed, bed. Yeah. and then you know like I felt like you know my body's probably process, processing that and then like I think just just last last weekend we had really long drives like four and a half hour drives every night so I actually ate halfway through the drive then got to the hotel and fell asleep and I felt my HRE was better. So, like, I'm just, you know, small stuff like that, too. Now, you improve. guys travel an insane amount. I mean, sitting in a car for that long is a real deal. Like, mm. are, are there certain tri- uh, tricks that you have to dealing with that? No. Now, when you say sitting in a car is a real deal, you mean, like, it hurts when you stand up? Yeah, I mean, it just, like, you, you just did, joints. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it creates stiffness, right? Uh, Ramwad works for us. So, I mean, that's just easy because you don't have to think about it. So you get out of the car, you put your stuff down, you put on the app, tells you how to stretch for 15 to 20 minutes. So this is an app for stretching? Yeah, it's yeah. an app for We'll you. include that in the show notes for people listening. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really good if you're into it. Uh, but it's just a way to, like, kind of wind down your brain because all you do is focus on your breathing and stretching for 20 minutes and just chill. And then I find that, that just doing a little bit of that every night will, will make me feel exponentially better when I wake up like I just feel far less stiff well one thing I love about you guys is just how experimental you are like it's fascinating to me you guys are at the very top of your sport and you're still trying new things you're still testing new things I, it's it's amazing to me because we keep seeing this over and over again with all the athletes that we work with well I feel like it's like you said like when you're on the road so much you have to travel and surround yourself with people who have the same mindset yeah and totally. it's like very like very competitive yeah as you, you so if someone's opening an ad but it's like but, but, like, but for behind. example like, like I saw him stretching like what is this he was like oh it's wrong and I'm like oh great because like I used to stretch but it's like I do my same three stretches that I know and then like after like five six minutes I'm like well I, I guess I'm done I would like to stretch more I just don't have like you know ADD so uh, you know we, I started the doing one and I'm like this is great because it's just 20 minutes like instead of stretching and just like whatever helps so like if I find something that like hey uh, you know this really helps on the road. Okay, let's let's all do that. You know, so we're just trying to share the wealth and try to 
I think that also goes for like the whoop too. Once we had it, everyone's like, "Oh, what is that?" And they're able to track their recovery and see how totally. you know, their bodies adapt to being on the road and wrestling and, and working out and being like, "Okay, this is where I need to rest and this is where I need to recover." And so, you know, I think that all of those have been great tools, at least for these guys. Now, if an individual has a low recovery or or Seth's got a low recovery, is there a certain type of workout that you try to think about implementing in that case? Not necessarily. They'll usually tell me like, hey, you know, today was a uh, you know crappy travel day. Uh, I don't not necessarily want to do the workout, but where, how can we modify this workout? Because yeah. let's say my lower back hurts or right. I'm really sore from the day before. So, you know, luckily we're in a day and age where can text me and I can write him back within, you know, five minutes and give him uh, an alternative workout to do. So it just, it, it really all depends on them and how they're feeling. You know, sometimes they're like, hey, we're not going to make it to the gym today just because our travel was so long and we're not going to have time to, to hit a gym. Uh, can we do this tomorrow? Can you find us another gym for the next day? So, And for you guys, what are some other forms of, um, you know, recovery uh, tools that you like? I mean, we just talked about the app use for stretching. Are you guys into any of these Things like foam rolling or some of these different tools like Hyperice and other products we, like that. Do we, you contrast therapy? We do have Hyperice and foam yeah. rollers and everything. Yeah, because really nice. we have like trainers and doctors that travel with us as well. So there's always, you know, like they help stretch us out, you know, like with the ART and stretching like yeah. that. And then the foam rollers, you know, Hyperice. Um, and then again, like Josh said, with the, the modifying the workouts and the workload. And like now, thanks to the Think so whoop, we have like science behind that so like if i have a low recovery you know like today but i know tonight i get a full night's of sleep and i can choose when i work out like before it would be like well no yeah. i'm gonna work out today because right. then it's done and i'm over with but now it's like okay no no i'm gonna work out tomorrow maybe if i go in the day and like you know like you know Seth wants to work out i'll do one of the workouts with him and take it a little bit easier and then i'll go again full speed tomorrow so i think that helps to have that that data to just you know confirm and totally. help you yeah. adjust to that I, I think too you know we use I think we use every like for me I need to like I notice I feel better when I warm up more before a workout instead of just jumping right in you know what I'm saying yeah, so, totally. so for me to get my heart rate up early uh, and then get warm get loose stretch out roll out whatever I need to do and then I have like kind of a routine when I'm home too like we see I have a massage that I see every week a chiropractor that I see to try to make sure everything's set so because recovery is a huge part of the of our game anyway like so important yeah yeah because it, it's we perform so much at such a high level all the time that like you have to if you're not recovering yeah if it's not a priority yeah if you're overworked if you're overtrained then your performance suffers and then you know what i mean and that that's indicative of where you sit on the card and where you're at in the company so there's a mindset you know we talked about this before you go on where yeah the top level athlete you your mindset is to overtrain like yeah because you want that's it's in your head that's just the next level and so like having you know, and then we try to find all these different ways to recover or anything. You know, how, how do I feel better? How do I get looser? How does do I perform better in this workout? And but having the data of the whoop is nice because it will it will give you a nice guide to follow. And like uh, Cesaro was saying, you end up in a situation where now you can plan your workouts better. You yeah, can, totally. Yeah, you can adjust the capacity or the intensity, uh, all that sort of stuff moving forward. Or like you know, like Josh sends me a week's worth of programming. So if it's like Oh, I'm supposed to 
squat heavy on Tuesday, but I'm screwed. Like I'll just switch the, the lift. You know what I'm saying? So you will change the workout yeah, depending I'll, on your recovery. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, so, so my cool. recovery is crap, and I feel like crap. And the whoop's telling me that I need to take it easy. And I'm like, all right, you know, maybe uh, you know a 20 minute wad is not not the ticket today. Maybe, maybe let's find something, you know, with a, just a nice, easy cardiovascular pace or an EMOM or something like sure. that where I can take it easy and work on some form. And so I'll look at the schedule for the week and, you know, pick and choose and stuff like that, you know, so, and it's just, it helps all around, I think. That makes a lot of sense. It's now, a great reminder too, because, yeah. you know, a uh, perfect example is we did a workout today where I tested it on Saturday and my whoop on Saturday said like, hey, you're in the red, it's no, it's no good today. But I'm like, oh my, I gotta test it anyway. And so I got a time. And then today, after a flight, I'm like, oh man, there's no way I'm gonna do any. I'm not, I'm not gonna do better today. I know it. But my whoops said I was recovered, and I did it today, and I was faster than I did it on Saturday. So that's pretty cool. Uh, isn't still it? slower than me. Still slower than him. But still, <laughs> I was my, like, my, oh, my, my. the whoop was right. I, I was totally recovered enough to, to do better on this workout than I did on Saturday. But not faster than not faster. Than and that is a cool moment when you realize that a piece of technology knows your body better yeah. than you can feel, right? Yeah, that is cool. I mean, it is frustrating, but yes. <laughs> I'm like, how? I only had three hours of sleep. How is this possible? So where where does diet fit in for you guys? Like, what kinds of things do you do from a diet standpoint? There's a lot of fads right now, keto and all these other things. I, I find consistency is important. Yeah. I think no yeah. matter what you want to do, if you're dieting, and this is kind of the advice I give to, you know, because we get a lot of questions about this, is like, Whatever you need, whatever you do, you just need to do it consistently over a long period of time. I think that's and, smart. Yeah, and you will find some, you will find a result, and then you can take that result and decide if you want to continue to implement that diet if that's what you wanted. But most people, like you said, there's so many fad diets. Most people just don't want to take the time to do the research, and so they're bouncing around and trying different things. They're not being strict enough, and it's like, okay, you're not going to get results. You want you want to know why you haven't lost any weight, you haven't toned up, or you haven't gained any weight? Well, it's because you haven't been consistent with your diet. So I think whatever you do, you know, if you have a dietitian or nutritionist or whatever, listen to them. Just be consistent for two months, three months, get some results, and then you can go off of that, um, and and then and then move forward you know but it's tough because everyone just bounces around so much and your diet personally what does that look like oh for me i, I mean i don't <laughs> i don't well, like i don't it. don't forget dieting but just what do what you, my what nutrition you looks yeah, like nutrition. Uh, when we're on the road um the kind people at trifecta nutrition have been awesome with us and they supply us with meals and so i find that between that uh eating three to four of those a day and then um uh, you know, a protein shake after workout or after a match and or both usually. Um, that usually eats up a good chunk of my calorie content for what I need. And Trifecta is cool because they just have a, it's very clean uh, as far as their, their, you know, you're not eating a ton of sugar. Right. Um, you're getting a good amount of fiber, clean carbs, leaner proteins, uh, and, you know, and healthy fats. And so uh, once you kind of find your balance with that and not overeat, not undereat, you know, we've been doing this for a long time now so you kind of figure out kind of refine your yeah you kind of find out what your body wants you know some people track their macros and stuff like that it's not my cup of tea really uh, sure. I just kind of go based on feel and uh, and that works for me so and then I'll splurge from time to time too don't be afraid to splurge alright don't be, don't be <laughs> good afraid. advice from Seth Rollins just a don't little be bit afraid to because splurge. you lose you get crazy bit. you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. you have to have something like you know if you're just a little bit but you, you, you get too strict you get too crazy like don't be afraid to like 
enjoy Hello, enjoy ladies. food. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? mean. I don't want it to be a chore for you. Yeah. Unless you're, you know, unless it's competition. How about uses are uh, similar? Or? It's pretty much the same. Like I used to do re- diet really hard. Like I did like the um, what was that? The P90X long, long time ago. Yeah. Like 10, 11 years ago. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> With like the super strict plan, you know, and then like then I had like a trainer who gave me like the macros to the to the gram and I did that and then uh, when I got on the road with WWE it's just like it, I couldn't I didn't want to count all the carbs and stuff and then you just kind of like find a diet that works for you and that used to be you know like we used to go to Chipotle three times a day or like just get three meals a day and live off you know do that and then like you mentioned Trifecta helped us out with the nutrition actually Seamus my attacking partner was in the gang as well he started bringing meals on the road in a big Yeti cooler, and we were all like, "What the hell is that? You bring your fridge on the road? What are you doing, you idiot?" Like, just like make fun of him. And then, like you know, six months later, we all had our big Yetis yeah. on the road with our food and brought it because he was the first one that, you know, had the the pre, the pre the, like the meal plan and everything. And now there's a whole bunch of us that have it because it just makes it so easy. Um, you know, like like I mentioned earlier, you drive for four hours, you just stop at the rest stop you throw it in you have a good healthy awesome meal at two o'clock in the morning that doesn't really work otherwise yeah if you go to arby's you got to get the curly fries um i don't really have a sweet tooth so like similar to him i have three trifectas a day when i'm on the road and then uh you know i have a protein shake i have breakfast at whatever local spot i love breakfast it's my favorite meal of the day so i go to find a local breakfast spot have some have an omelet there uh, and then I uh, have a protein cereal, and that's yeah, don't forget the cereal. Yeah, don't uh, forget the cereal. That's what I'm famous for. No. Uh, and when I'm at home, <laughs> I just I cook my own food. So yeah, he eats. Just, let's just clarify that he eats cereal in basically in a protein shake. Yes. So he gets like the healthiest cereal he can find, Kashi like Kashi. Kashi. It's great. It's great. And then he gets his little disposable or uh, foldable, foldable bowl, bowl that yeah, he has. Great. And then he puts the cereal in, <clears throat> or the water in, or whatever. But he also puts his Progenix protein in the water. Yeah. And makes like a chocolate, chocolate milk, milk, cookies Pro- and yeah. cream protein it's the, it's water. The best thing. Then puts his cereal in that, <laughs> and he just to the last drop. It's the best. Because you can eat it. You can eat it on the plane. You can eat it in the car. Whenever you're hungry, like you have an appearance, you're on the way. Oh, what? I have my cereal right here. You eat it. It's crazy. I made fun of him once, the and then I tried it, and I was like, oh, this is actually really, really good. <laughs> when I was on the road with him, I was like, hey, we need to stop. He's like, why we got to stop for him? I'm like, oh, because I want to get that Kashi cereal. And he was like, oh, I knew it. I got you hooked. Oh, oh, man. It's so good. Yeah, it's pretty so good. One weekend off with me, with him by yep. yourself, and you're on the cereal. <laughs> okay. It's great. Oh. So transitioning for a second, I mean, you guys do some pretty incredible moves when when you're performing at these events. A lot of them seem high risk, obviously. Mm. Uh, when do you guys practice those, and and how do you um, how do you make sure you're focused on executing against them properly? I'll let you take that one. Uh, well, so we've been doing this for so long uh, that uh, we used to when when me and him first started, we went uh, we were training at a place called FCW, which is like uh, the pre NXT. Uh, WWE trainings camp, uh, so to speak. Trainings. It's like a developmental like, system. Yeah, developmental system. And they system. teach you all the different... So, well, like, we already kind of knew what we was... When you first train wrestling, they teach you how to fall. They teach you the holds, the basics, uh, you know, like how to, how to lock up, how to, how to do the holds, how to t- take a fall, all that stuff. Then when you come to WWE, they kind of uh, reteach you how, to, how they, you know, want you to do stuff and have, like, it's just like a different preference... And the different styles, like the ring is bigger. It's like all kinds of different things. Um, so you kind of 
learned there. But then once you get full time on the road, like like when we started on the road, we rested five that five days a week. Now it's only four. It's four, which is better for recovery and everybody. That's one of the reasons why they went down to four. But we used to wrestle five times a week. So you're in the ring performing in front of people five times a week, which is the best way to learn. So you, that's where you try new stuff. That's where you perfect your timing. That's when you're like, like, oh, I have an idea. I want to try that. Okay, let's try that tonight. You know, because it's like so you'll talk about it beforehand and then you'll go yeah. out and just do it. Yep. Yeah. So just it's like, like that. Yeah. So 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 it's like non. On, on the on, on the non-televised events, you know, like we would ride uh, drive together and be like, hey, I want to try this tomorrow, and then like, I go to my opponent and be like, hey, uh, I thought maybe we can try this, maybe we can try that. Like, okay, cool, let's let's try. So it. the storylines have eventually a high degree of flexibility in what you guys are actually doing during the event. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, in, so the stories are separate from the the matches are like part of telling a story right Right, so there's a lot of layers to telling your stories Um, but the cool thing about what we do is that it's art and so there are many different ways to tell the same story so you can try different types of matches and see how the audience responds between yourself and your opponent and uh, the ability to like kind of do that on the flux over uh, a long period of time or even in the middle of a match and that's part of what you learn the more you do it. So what are examples of different types of matches? Oh, bless. Well, there's, there's a million, man. There's a million. I mean, you, you, there's so many variables because you can, you know, you can start with a basic one-on-one singles match with you guys have never, you know, maybe Cesaro and I have never met. We've never wrestled each other. We have no, we don't care about each other. The object is <laughs> who is the better man, right? And from there, you can literally add in an infinite amount of variability to the story and every little every little piece of information about who he is or about who I am or if I hurt my finger during the match to, you know, he tried to steal my wife or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So every single different piece of information that happens over a period of time, you can use to tell a story in, in the context of the wrestling ring. And so it starts from nothing and you make it into whatever you want it to be. That's pretty amazing because I think... I, I, like I, I had a point of view that maybe more of it was choreographed, even than what you're describing. Like it seems like you guys are figuring it out on the fly, just because you've been so used to working it, together too. It's kind of that people always ask, like when when you guys get together, you like choreograph, and it's like it, I wouldn't call it choreographed because it's kind of the way I always my head it works as a, as an analogy is like if you dance, right? So like if 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 you dance tango and you see somebody across the room dancing tango like okay hey let's dance and you dance and if you both know how to it will be good right but then like if you meet somebody and you have really good freaking chemistry with then it's gonna be one hell of a tango right so it's the same with wrestling it's like we both know how to wrestle right so like if you have a match it's gonna be good even if we barely talked you know what I mean because like we just know the basics but if you have a chance to beforehand you know what I mean like we pick the song we pick the the like surroundings the costumes whatever and then like you put on performance it's just on another level so like that's what I mean like you can you can have an infinite number of variabilities that you can just go with and like essentially then like you know like even if if this is a story like in the match we can decide how we want to tell that story and that comes with experience that comes with trying it out every single night in front of a different crowd you know like oh maybe this works better here maybe that works so it's like a lot of lot of trial and error so I like the dancing analogy what it makes me think of though is if you're dancing with someone who's inexperienced, next thing you know they're stepping on your foot, right? Yeah, you have like, to lead them. 
and you have to lead them. So that's accurate. That's very accurate as well. It's the same thing. If you, you know, him and I have a lot of experience in the ring, and so we would be relied upon in a match with someone who's been wrestling a lot young or a lot <clears throat> fewer years than we have, or even some fewer years than we have, to, uh, you know, be the lead. Now, does that ever become dangerous for you because they are less equipped at handling certain situations? If you're in not intelligent enough to, <laughs> to manage that. So that, that's something that, again, you learn over time, uh, how to simplify things for someone on that in that level so that it, you don't put yourself in danger. Right. You know, so, uh, it, yes, it can be a danger. You learn very quickly once you know once you get knocked in your head one too many times. You're like, okay, we'll just, we'll not worry about that one anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, you learn how to simplify things to make it easier for your opponent. Now, what's the worst injury you've had in the ring? Me? Uh, I I had I blew my knee out pretty hard a few years back. I'd say that's probably the worst one. I've had cumulative injuries over time, but the knee is like the worst like injury injury. I, I did a flip and landed kind of on my inside of my uh, foot, and it just buckled my knee and tore me ACL, MCL, meniscus all at once. And wow. So I had to have the whole whole thing redone. And how long did that recovery process take? What did I do, five and a half months, I think? Wow. Yeah. You also, you also finished the match and then ended up uh, walking through the airport and to the hotel and everything because you didn't know how bad it, it was until was, the next day. Was bad, man. <laughs> That's yeah. the crazy thing about um, the, that type of injury, right? Is like you can't quite tell. Well, I knew it was. I knew something was wrong. Cause yeah. It went, wah, wah, but then it, and it was really loose. But then I was like, ah, oh, but I can still, you know, put some weight on it here and there. And it yeah. Was, like I just didn't know. I never had anything like that. So, um, yeah, I, I that was in late November, early November, and I came back in mid-May, I think. So. And you finished the fight. It sounds like. Yeah, I did. I was, <laughs> close, I was close to the end. He, let's not get crazy. I wasn't out there for another <laughs> twenty minutes. But yeah, that one was. Uh, I, I I got it done. That's, but that's just our net, our instinct. Now, if you're doing four or five events a week, I have to think there's a lot of nights where you're going out and it's like, oh, my elbow is sore from that thing last <laughs> night with the chair or whatever. Like, do you, how do you manage that kind of pain? Just practice, or are there certain creams you like to use? Do you have to use ibuprofen stuff like that? Or I mean, yeah, like uh, ibuprofen, right? yeah, that. But also, uh, again, we we have so many ways of telling a story like we talked about earlier like in, in with experience and experienced guy so like if I know his elbow hurt I'll make sure that nothing touches that elbow or like if oh, you know cool, what I mean right? like you or like or you can, you can, you can, you can, you can change the story if, if somebody has a has a hurt knee or a bad back like you'll you'll take care of that because that, that's another part you know we've been on the road so much with, with the people like like you you make it easy, you know what I mean? Like it's like you you help them out, and like no, and, and and if you do it right, like nobody will ever notice, you know what I mean? Like because like, there's no difference, you know. You can just mask that. If somebody, like if if I have a hurt wrist or a hurt back, like you know, we just like I don't lift people, and you know what I mean? And it's like you, you do something else. It's just like that's what you learn to do. Uh, apart from that, you know, like all the the stuff that helps, you know, like uh, ibuprofen, like you know, like um, what is it? The, I see hot biofreeze. Biofreeze. I see hot biofreeze. Um, yeah. That's really the cool thing about these guys too. When I got to be on the road with them, is you know I'll go into the stands and watch it, and it could be Casper, Wyoming, or it could be you know L.A. And yeah. they're putting on a, a show for the same crowd, and they're giving it their all. And I'm like, hey man, it was like you know. One thousand people in that audience. You didn't have to go that hard, and he was just like, "Yeah, man, they paid their ticket just like the, the, the people in L.A." You know, I what I mean? and so it's really cool to see. Like they were just saying, like I couldn't tell that you know something was hurt because they're giving it their all, which is really cool to see. Cause do, you, do you guys still get that like rush of adrenaline every time you go out? Yeah. 
uh, yes. Yes? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. would say a big one. Um, it, it does. Um, it's just, it's so much fun. It's like you always, I feel like it's different. It's like you always learn and it's always a different experience. You know, like in front of every crowd, there's something different or like you discover something else that you can do or like you can get away with or so like, <laughs> and like, it's just, it's fun, you know? Um, and then like, of course, like, for like you know WrestleMania like this week that's a on a like adrenaline on adrenaline on a different level you know but I think like uh, as much as that is like wow this is amazing walking in front of I don't know 60-70,000 people it's also a lot of fun to just go out there in front of 500 people or you know what I mean like a thousand two thousand and it's just it's a different atmosphere but it's so much more intimate you know what I mean so like and like you know, we came from small Indies wrestling in front of you know twenty thirty people. So right. um, it's just it's it's fun to see how that progressed in that way. Yeah, I mean, I still get adrenaline. I, it, it, not before everyone. It, I've had a lot of matches. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I have fun every time, but sometimes it takes me getting in the ring and moving around a little bit to get fired up. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's just. The big ones I still get that I go I gotta pee a hundred times before I go out. But yeah, they, they, the sometimes you know it's it's work and you go out there and yeah, ugh, gotta fall down and get back up again. So so you guys have been wearing Whoop during the uh, events. Oh, yeah. Have you noticed that the activity mm-hmm. will get auto detected before you go out, or is it always like? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, oh, yeah. so you are getting a little bit amped oh, yeah. up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It detects my. Sometimes, like if I'm just going over, even if I'm just going over a promo, not even wrestling, like okay. I'm just going over a promo. I'm getting amped up, just yeah, talking, right, going go. over my thing, or I'm getting close. I can my heart rate builds up yeah, a little that's bit. That's cool. Detect the activity early. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And how does an event on Whoop compare to like a CrossFit workout that you do with Josh? Sometimes it's way higher. And my, not sometimes. It's always it's way always higher, higher for me. Yeah. Well, depends on your match, right? <laughs> depends on what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, my man Cesaro's here standing on the apron for, you know, he's have, in a tag you know, team right tag now. Tag team, so. so sometimes it's a little up and down. But uh, uh, it, it's it's pretty much always higher than the, than the workout. Yeah. It was like, it's it's longer and it's just like that and it's constant. Intense, right? it, it's constantly intense. Even, and it's fun to look back, because like, even when I think I'm relaxed, like when he said, like, I'm standing on the apron and I'm relaxed, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, so yeah. uh, it's great, you know, yeah. and it's, it, it's interesting to just see how how your heart works you know you can see you know when you look back at the the activity in a workout you can see like say if you're doing intervals or something you can see where the rest periods were sure the same thing applies in a match like if I look back at the match and I look at the time and like know how long I was out there you can see what parts of the match things were you know what I mean yeah right time where I'm laying down for a while like trying to catch my breath you can see the, the dip in the heart rate and the spike on the way up when you're running around going crazy so it's cool to see like watch the ebbs and flows what'll get you most jacked up during an event um fighting just throwing hands like a lot yeah. of them like what we would call a pull apart so like if you just if you're just intensely trying to punch somebody in the face and there's like a bunch <laughs> of bodies trying to hold you back and you're just like yelling and screaming and punching and kicking it's like <gasps> your heart's just going a million miles an hour yeah in a match you can kind of get in the flow because you're relaxed and stuff like that but when there's like when it's when there's it's just like a straight sprint you know what I mean with basically no warm up then it's like you know your heart rate's at two hundred so now after the event how do you guys try to wind down. You know, so it sounds like most of the time you're actually immediately in a car, right? Close, yeah. yeah. But sometimes you might go back to your hotel even at, like this weekend, right? You'll you'll go back to your hotel. Will it take some time for you guys to 
sort of like relax after that and be able to fall asleep? Uh, for me, it's like I said, stretching really helps. And I, I know it sounds simple, but like it just winds me down. And I yeah. think now my body kind of knows, okay, we're stretching and we're going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nice. Or like um, if, if even the same time, like just going out to eat, you know, talk a bit, you know, have a, that's have it. something like a little more normal happen. Yeah. Yeah, just have it kind of just, gradually yeah. take, you know, let the adrenaline. Do you guys like to use ice? Yeah. yeah, if I need to. Yeah, if I'm sore after a match, knee or my back or yeah. whatever, maybe, sure. Yeah, we don't, like, there's, I think last week they had, like, an ice bath, which, or, or, or the cryo is cold like the thing. Cold bath. Um, but, like, other than that, we don't have that accessible all the time. Do you guys like cryo? Uh, I've never done it. I've done it a couple cry. times. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I have no same same I have no but, uh, evidence that it improves anything I think with that and the same as like ice bath I feel like you need to be consistent with it and again like that's what yeah, we have earlier I agree. Like, it's yeah, a consistency yeah, yeah. and for me a lot of the stuff that I do on the road like it needs to be consistent it needs to be something that I know I can do consistent like it's the same with like a foam roller like I know I can do that consistent, so I'll probably do that. Like with the with the with the whoop, it's like okay, you need to sleep consistently, right? Oh. Again, again, the right word. I'm like okay, so I know that because like I can have one day in the red, and if I all of a sudden it's all of a sudden it's three days, you know, because it's like I'm not consistent with it. Totally. So I feel like a lot of the stuff that even if people tell me like, hey, try this, you know what I mean? And if it's something that I just know I will not be able to do because it doesn't suit my lifestyle and I won't be able to do it consistently it's just I, I know in advance it's not going to work you know what I mean like any tips in, a, in the bedroom environment in terms of how you wind down like do you guys like to have a cold room cold room dark, right? 68, dark, 68 cold and dark cold, cold and dark, dark. 60, 66 66 66 68 68 is the magic 66, number 66 cold and dark uh, CBD oil it sounds like I like yeah. CBD I do you, like. have you guys ever taken melatonin magnesium um I took a for a while there's a on it has the on it spray yeah, yeah. No, not the spray yeah. they have like a, a pill the sleep pill oh, I don't remember yeah you've had the pill you've had the, the it's nice it's oh the, yeah yeah yeah. I did, I did actually yes. I like I the on it spray I haven't messed with the spray yet see the, that's my problem with the same thing with the sleep with, with the pill it's like I'll take it three days and then all of a sudden you know like I forget <laughs> so then and then the consistency's out the window so like when people ask me oh how do you like it I'm like ah I did and then I forgot so it's just I need to get in the habit Although the one thing I've seen with sleep supplements, and I don't mean sleeping pills, but like supplements, yeah. is that sometimes if you cycle on and off them, it actually makes them more mm. effective. Yeah, because yeah, you, you use them too consistently, yeah. Yeah. and then your body gets used to it. So I like to use melatonin whenever I travel to a different time zone, because it will just help me get on the time zone if I'm trying mm. to fall asleep. Mm, that's not a bad idea. Um, yeah. But I find You're if I take to... it every night, then it's a little bit less effective. Yeah, I could see that. That's for sure. All right, so transitioning quickly, and then I'll let you guys get out of here. Um, you guys are at the top of your games, right? You're having an amazing career. For people listening to this who are thinking, you know, how, how can I make it? How can I um, be more successful? What's what's your advice, Seth? I'll start with you. I know you've – I listened to you talk about early in your career just how much work it was to, to get here. Yeah, so the the two things that I think, the two pillars of uh, – I mean, you can say hard work, right? Hard work's – I feel like that's a no-brainer. Um, but we talked about it a little bit with diet, and I'm going to say it again when it comes to success is consistency, right? So you have to consistently show up, consistently perform. You have to consistently um, be aware of your surroundings and the people you put next to you. Like, you just have to always show up and do the work. And I think – 
that coupled with patience because people don't understand this stuff doesn't happen overnight. Success, especially, you know, aside from winning the lottery, if that's your goal, but like, <laughs> but like hard earned success generally does not happen overnight. It's a long term investment in yourself. And so having uh, the patience to be consistent and show up every single day is what's going to put you in position to get the opportunities to succeed. And then it's hit or miss, you know, it's swing or swing and hit it or swing and miss and move on to the next one. But I think for me, those two pillars, that consistency along with the patience, understanding that it's a long game and not a short game is what's going to get you the opportunities to get to where you want to go from a, from a next level. And the more you, consistent you are, the more you start to feel <clears throat> momentum too, right? Yes. And that momentum keeps fueling it. Yeah, because look, it's ebbs and flows. Success isn't just like... Very rarely, you know, if you looked at it on a, on a chart, uh, a line graph or something, is it just a consistent uphill? You know, you're going to have peaks and valleys in that thing. So understanding that you're going to have setbacks, you're going to have things that are going to get in your way, but you're going to have to overcome those things. A, it's going to make you stronger and more prepared for the success you're going to have, understanding that it never gets easier. But B, like, that's the patience I'm talking about. You need to have that and the realization that it takes a long time. And paint the picture for someone listening of like the first two years of you thinking you wanted to be a pro wrestler. Like, oh, I mean, what, it, what kind of a grind was that? Yeah, when you do, I mean, I lived with my folks till I was twenty four. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, if yeah. I didn't have the support of my parents to, to be, I would. There's no way. Like, they, they, you know, they provided me with a put a roof over my head, stuff like that. But we, like, you know, Cesaro said, we used to wrestle in front of crowds of 20 to 30 people in little uh, National Guard armories or bingo halls or, you know, tents or wherever they could put up a ring. Like, we would go there and wrestle. It didn't matter because we wanted the experience and we were trying to network and get better. We were losing money. Our bodies hurt. But we had so much passion for what we were doing that those were all sacrifices we were willing to make to try to get to the next level. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, when you're trying to break into the business, it's tough and it's, it's, it's disheartening because you run into a lot of valleys very quickly and you have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, is this something that I really want? Is it something that's feasible for me? Uh, you know, it's, it's a long road to get to the top in our industry uh, from where we came from. And so it, you have to be consistent and patient and put in the time. Well, well said, man. I mean, you're an inspiration too for a lot of people. So Cesaro, how about for you? I, I mean... It's the same, like, like he pretty much hit the nail on the head. But I think that goes for uh, any job, any industry, anything. It doesn't happen overnight. All the all those overnight success story that people see, that's like for like a long time in the making. It's just people discover the stuff overnight, then it becomes yeah, popular. It took twelve years for it to like, get rich like, overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? It's, it's like it's like oh, this is new product. Have you seen it? It's great. Then yeah. people think like oh, that came from here to there. But there was you know like the twelve years when people tried to develop that product. You know like that didn't you know that doesn't register. So like yeah, exactly what he said. It's like consistency and hard work, and maybe get the chance. And if you get it, you take it. And if not, you wait for the next one swing again you know don't be afraid to don't, don't be afraid to fail I feel like that's another thing you know you just Critical. that's how you learn you know and Josh what about for you kind of going off what he said taking a chance you know um, when I met these guys I was kind of like in a transitional period I was working on movies and TV shows and I didn't really think like fitness was even though I had a passion for it I didn't think that was going to be a, a career path and being like alright I'm going to take this chance and try this as a new career and then 
like he said, using a, a friend of mine. Like I could, I knew that they were coming into town, but I would never reach out to a, a, a celebrity in the way that I did. But I was like, you know what? I mean, what, worst he could say is no if he doesn't want to come into my gym. <laughs> totally. And luckily, he said yes. And you know, from there, he he you know had this trajectory in his wrestling career. Same with with, with Cesaro, and I was lucky enough to be their friend. And you know, we got to you know start Dead Boys Fitness and it all just became uh, you know that all came from a chance of me being like hey man you should come into my gym you should come check out you know the, the gym that I'm working at so you know taking a chance and doing stuff that you love I think really also kind of helps define success you know there, I know people that are successful business people but they hate their job and even though they're successful they hate what they do and is that a measure of success I mean to a certain extent yes but I don't think inside they're very successful we're I love what I do, and I get to you know hang out with my friends and, and still you know uh, have a lot of fun doing it. So it's to me, I feel like I'm successful whether I have one Dead Boys Fitness member or 310. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, be. last question for each of you: What is the lowest recovery that you've gotten on Whoop, and why? Oh. We'll start with you, Josh. <laughs> I think it was seven. Oh. 7%. Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Vegas. Vegas with all of the... Vegas period. My yes, Vegas period. No. A lot of, we went and saw Diplo, so... <laughs> I was up to like five in the morning, six in the morning. Uh, I've been somewhere in the teens, and it's pro- it was just probably after a crappy... Like, I just beat the hell out of myself over the weekend, early flight home, didn't sleep, and then I, like on a, on a Tuesday or whatever, I wake up and I'm like, oh, gosh... 12% great <laughs> I, I was just going to say I think mine was 12 but I don't know why that was in my head I think it was it was it was around there and probably the same thing and I think I was surprised too because I was like oh my god like I slept like 5 hours <laughs> like, like at 12 um, yeah it was just and I think it was like it, it didn't get better for like 3 days oh, I think gosh. I had like 3 days of red um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I beat you guys on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, the champ on that yeah, one. Seven yeah, percent is the worst. But sure. it's also like that's the interesting part again like about consistency. You can see like some <laughs> downward trend. You're just like, oh no, oh no. And you're just like no. Get right the ship. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's like yellow, yellow. You're like, please be green. Okay, we get a lot of sleep tonight. You know, one of those. But uh, yeah, it's definitely trying to stay away from those red well look guys it's been awesome having you guys on Whoop and if you guys ever need anything from me don't hesitate to reach out and and thanks again for doing the podcast appreciate you massive thank you to Seth Rollins Cesaro and Josh Gallegos for coming on the podcast and congrats again to Seth the WWE's new universal champion If you're not already a member, you can join the Whoop community now for as low as $18 a month. We'll provide you with 24-7 access to your biometric data, as well as analytics across strain, sleep, recovery, and more. The membership comes with a free Whoopstrap 2.0. And for listening to this podcast, folks, if you enter the code WILLAHMED, that's W-I-L-L-A-H-M-E-D, at checkout, we'll give you 30 bucks off. Thank you for listening. Put 30 bucks on my tab, and hopefully you enjoy Whoop. For our European customers, the code is WILLAHMEDEU. Just tack EU on the end of my name, and that'll get you 30 euros off when you join. Check out whoop.com slash the locker for show notes and more, including links to relevant topics from our conversation. You can subscribe, rate, and review the Whoop podcast on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you found this podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can find me online at Will Ahmed and follow at Whoop 
on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email thelocker at whoop.com with any thoughts, ideas, or suggestions. For our current members, we've got a lot of new gear in the Whoop store. I suggest you check that out. It includes 6, 12, and 18-month gift cards, help you save over time. We've got new bands, new colors, new textures. Visit whoop.com for more. Thank you again for listening to the Whoop podcast. We'll see you next week.